Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and thanks for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack number 36. Yes, I know, I'm going to stop making promises about when things are going to start ramping back up, because uh, obviously saying it doth make it not so. Yes, but we do have a uh, great issue in store for you here today. And you will notice there's not the usual opening theme with a trailer and all that kind of stuff. And that is because this is a character generation episode. So I figured rather than try to plow through it looking for lines that could be used that would basically be a little misleading because there really is no story thus far, I figured I would just do this. And we will resume trailers and such later. Also, I'm trying to get these out quickly rather than elaborately. And that might play a part in whether or not trailers come back as well. Plus, to be honest, I don't even know if anybody really cares about the trailers except me, so... <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, this is the character generation of Dungeon World, which is a game that is a, for want of a better term, hack of Vincent Baker's Apocalypse World. And it is going to be run for us by Josh... And in our cast here, we have yours truly, Blind Geek, Trilobite, and Josh. So, without further ado, grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy! Monkeys took my jetpack number 36. Dungeon World Character Generation. So the the gist here, while you're dealing with your technical problems there on how Dungeon World works, it's a hack of Apocalypse World, games by Sage Latroya. Basically, it's old school red box D and D with new style rules, but it's got the whole red box old style vibe and feel to it. Kind of an homage, make you feel like you're 13 again. The way the basic mechanics work is that it's fiction heavy. Fiction informs the mechanics, which informs the fiction. So you tell me what you're doing. We figure out what your character's doing in the world, what the world's doing to your character. Now and again, it'll trigger moves. Moves are the basic mechanic. There are things your characters can do. When a move is triggered, you'll roll 2d6, add a modifier to it, usually off based off one of your stats, but sometimes something else. If you get 10 or more, it's a full success. You succeed hands-free, no problem. A 7 to 9 indicates a partial success, which is a success with complications or with a choice to make. On a 6 or less, it's a miss, and bad shit can happen, and probably will, uh, because the GM gets to make his move. I don't roll anything. Uh, it's all player rolling, although I might <laughs> roll damage for monsters. Oh, You've got your basic moves that everyone can do, which are your hack and slash for fighting, your uh, volley for ranged attacks, defy danger is kind of a catch-all saving throw type of roll for whenever you want to do something where there might be danger involved. It can use any number of stats. Defend is when you're trying to defend someone else or a position. Spout lore is when you're consulting your knowledge of the world or a situation or something. I love that name. Yeah. Discern realities is your basic perception kind of check. Parlay is when you're uh, yakking it up with someone trying to uh, use uh, leverage over someone to get something you want. And then aid or interferes when you're trying to help or hinder someone. And then there's a couple other more advanced moves that go on there. Like for when you hit zero hit points, you'll roll 
And if you succeed, you've cheated death. If you have partial success, then death might make you a bargain that you can take or leave. And if you fail, well, then you're, you're dead. Dead, dead, dead. This classic D&D races, fighter, mage, wizard, bard, they are all equally badass. As you level up, you don't necessarily get more powerful, although you do get a bit more powerful, but you get more broad in what you can do, which is kind of neat. They're all pretty much equally badass. It's hard for me to say which one I like the best. The neat thing about this is that if you're a wizard, there might be other characters in the world that can cast spells, and the little plebe uh, villagers might call them a wizard, but you are the only capital W wizard. No one else can do exactly what you can do. Same thing for being a fighter or a bard or a thief, or a ranger. There are other people that might do things similar to what you do, but no one can do exactly what you do, and you are the archetype. How does magic work? I'm assuming you don't have set spell lists. Yeah, actually, they do. Clerics and wizards are the only actual spellcasters that have, like, a spell list. They have a set level of spells. The spells themselves are going to look very similar, although the spell lists are not very big. When you cast your spell, uh, you'll make a cast a spell roll on a ten or more. Yay, you cast it, no problem. On a 7 to 9, uh, partial success, you got some options which include losing the spell from your memory, but you can also do things like take a penalty to any ongoing spellcasting rolls or draw unwanted attention to yourself, which is always a fun one. But yeah, it's basic fancy and magic, but like I said, spell lists aren't very big, and they got some cool options with them. As you advance in levels, you'll have more moves to unlock and add on. So that's the elevator pitch. I'm playing a play-by-tweet game right now on Twitter with Dungeon World, and it's been really fun. Awesome. It started off slow, but it's gathered speed really quickly, and I've actually probably had more and better action and role-playing on that Twitter than I have had in a lot of other games. We played it over uh, New Year's weekend here at the home, too. That was fun, even though I had way too many people, and it was midnight to 4 a.m., and several of us were drunk, but it still was fun. <laughs> First thing we want to do is choose a class, which, again, you don't need to have access to it right now. I can go over the classes here. Uh, you got the bard, cleric, got your druid, got your fighter. Druid is big on shape-shifting and talking to nature spirits and animals and all that. They do not cast any spells, though, per se. Fighter, got a groovy signature weapon ability, which is really neat, where you get to customize your own personal weapon. Paladin, badass, warrior of god. Ranger their animal companion and their wicked archery skills. Thief, which is all your backstabby, sneaky, poisoning pleasure. And the wizard, which is your spellcasting, lore-spouting bender of realities. Don't really worry about making sure you have a balanced party, like, you know, I need to have so much healing and so much magic and whatnot because Mm -hmm. there's only two of you, so that's not going to (laughs) happen. Um... (laughs) Two, there are options for hiring hirelings and minions to help fill out some of that role, if need be. And also, the game doesn't require quite as much niche protection as old-school D&D did. Healing's a little easier in general, and you're a little more resilient. And everyone has their ways of hurting people. Like cattle. Hurting people. Oh, okay. Yes, like also, cattle. Also like cattle. <laughs> <laughs> Am I understanding this? correctly that you have set scores and you just arrange the scores among the stats? Yes. So you don't roll. You can roll. There's an option to roll the classic 3d6 and put them where you want, but generally they've just got the set stats and you put them where you want. Okay. So what classes sound interesting to people? Algebra. 
Flying Geek, I'll let you take the lead on this. Hmm. What class have you always wanted to play in D&D but never got a chance? Uh, well, I haven't really played much D&D. I thought you did as a kid. I thought, I, thought I played D&D a little bit as a kid, but once I found there were other things like Marvel superheroes and ah. Top Secret, I quickly moved on. I've never played Top Secret. Uh, you're not missing much. It was the <laughs> only just, espionage game we had at the play. time. My sister used to play it. The James Bond 007 game is much better, although, God, I was reading the rules to that and going, how in the hell did I manage to not go start raving mad trying to... Can't go back, can you? No, you really can't. It's weird. And I thought nothing of it at the time. That's the thing that, that oh, cracks me up. I understand. Which means I've either gotten stupider as an adult or <laughs> just a lot less patient. Your brain's full of a lot more important things now. You can't work, you know, memorize... You found... Fantasies. Yeah, and you found better systems that you know, like better because there's new technology available. Yeah, though I still think the way they handle chases in that game is absolutely ingenious. It actually is probably, and I'll game get off, I'll get off this subject in a second. But it's probably now, if I actually sit down and reread the rules, I'll go like, oh, a lot of games do this now. But at the time, it was groundbreaking. Yeah, that game mm-hmm. blew my mind with the whole uh, drama points system, whatever they call it, where. Which was basically my first exposure, yum yums and the like. Uh, oh yeah, hero points in the in hero. the. Um, I spend a point, and oh, there's a brick in my arm's wreath. I can use the hit jaws with. That's great. Hell yes. Well, and and the way they do the chases is thing I remember, which is the groundbreaking thing. They go by ease factor. It's basically a way of rating the difficulty of a task, and you get in a bidding war with whoever you're chasing. Sweet. Yeah, so uh, it's the first time I ever found a game that had a way to ratchet up the suspense like in a movie when you're watching a car chase and you're like, oh shit, because you have to, I'm going to make a difficulty 10 maneuver. It doesn't really matter what the maneuver is at this point, it's just it's difficulty 10. So you can either take that, or you can say, well, I'm going to make a difficulty 15, in which case they have to make a difficulty 15. Whatever is finalized on is what you ha- both have to make to stay in the chase, or at least to avoid any negative repercussions in the chase. Nice. So, nice. you're like, oh shit, he just bid 20. Son of a bitch. Can I, you know, it's, just, it's anyway, getting back on the game at hand, <laughs> what do I want to be? I know what I don't want to be as a fighter, because the bad fighters are pretty cool. I know, but they're just so cliche. <laughs> Every time I think of the fighter, I think of Dargo and Worf. I think of Mad Mardigan, the greatest swordsman who ever lived. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. But since I don't want to have to copy down a list of spells... <laughs> Laziness wins. That's, that's right. Well, I mean, that's only two classes that that gets rid of then. I could be a thief. Cleric, druid, paladin, all that, they don't have spells. They're not Ooh, pal- spell. we have, oh, Our paladin doesn't... Paladin wait. doesn't have spells. Clerics have spells. I meant, I said, yeah, clerics do. I, I, I misspoke. But paladins, bards, druids, they don't have spells. I'm going to be a paladin. I'm going to be a knight without armor in a savage land. What's that? Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry, what'd you say? I said, I'm going to be a paladin. I'm going to be a knight without armor in a savage land. Yes, yes, yes. As long as your first name is Wire. <laughs> His business card says Wire Paladin. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I think I am going to. I've never played a paladin before. Okay. Paladins are badass. Wasn't. What uh, were you thinking there? Man, I totally want to play a sorcerer. Wizard? Yes. Let me bring up the 
flavor text here in front of both of those so that we can get an idea on how those kind of fit into into the genre. Just gonna copy and paste them here into Skype. There's the Paladin one. And I've got my <laughs> copy of Dungeon World open before me as we speak. Okay. You got the wizard there one there? Yes, it does. Right. Go ahead and give it a read. <clears throat> Dungeon World has rules. Not the laws of men or the rule of some petty tyrant. Bigger, better rules. You drop something, it falls. You can't make something out of nothing. The dead stay dead, right? Oh, the things we tell ourselves to feel better about the long, dark nights. You've spent so very long poring over those tomes of yours, conducting experiments that nearly drove you mad and casting summonings that endangered your very soul. For what? For power. What else is there? Not just the power of king or country, but the power to boil a man's blood in his veins. To call on the thunder of the sky and churn up the rolling earth. To shrug off the rules the world holds so dear. Let them cast their sidelong glances. Let them call you warlock or diabolist. Who among them can hurl fireballs from their eyes? <laughs> yeah, didn't think so. <laughs> I love that description. When I saw that, I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta play a wizard. Yeah. All the flavor text makes all the classes sound really badass, even the bard. I'm like, that bard's fucking awesome. <laughs> I almost chose bard, but I was afraid it wouldn't. So I That's thought... A, a paladin's cool. I like paladin. Paladin's badass, too. Paladin's right. wicked. So go ahead. That, if you will. Terror <laughs> awaits. An eternity of tormenting. Oh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try that with a slightly different voice. <laughs> I am moron! <laughs> no coffee, please. It gives me a headache. Um, so, hell awaits. An eternity of tormented fire or ice or whatever best suits the sins of the damned throngs of Dungeon World. All that stands between the pits of that grim torture and salvation is you. Holy man, armored war machine, Templar of the good and the light, Right? The cleric may say his prayers at night to the gods, dwelling in their heavens. The fighter may wield his sharp sword in the name of good, but you know, only you. Eyes, hands, and sweet killing blow of the gods you are. Yours is the gift of righteousness and virtue, of justice, of vision, too. A purity of intent that your companions do not have. So guide these fools, paladin. Take up your holy cause and bring salvation to the wastrel world. Ve victus, right? All right, I will! <laughs> this is Latin for Woe to the Conquered. Ooh, nice. All right, so you've both chosen your class. So the next thing you're going to choose is your race. You've got two options for them, except the paladin. Pretty easy for you. Uh, your race is going to be human. Your race gives you a couple, uh, gives you uh, some... Why are there no dwarven paladins? Because they're, they're not. Because there wasn't until third edition, and now there's not. <laughs> uh, but your race gives you uh, some uh, uh, abilities. Paladin human, when you pray for guidance, even for a moment, and ask what here is evil, the GM will tell you honestly. Nice, cool, okay. And uh, wizard. The wizard. The wizard. Wizard. The wizard. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, wizard, you got L for human. Elf mm-hmm. magic is, nat- is as natural as breath to you. Detect magic is a cantrip for you. Uh, cantrips are low-level spells that do not count towards your uh, memorization maximum. Gotcha. Uh, so detect, mag- ma- detect magic would be a cantrip for you as opposed to a level one spell. Human, you may choose one cleric spell. You can cast that spell as if it were a wizard spell. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go with human, too, because I don't like elves. Fair enough. All right, so two humans. Good. None of them. Damn Xenos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, choose a name. You each got a list of names there, pre-selected. Choose one of them. Excellent. Where are the names? What page they are you looking at? The first page, or if you're on the character sheet, uh, the wizard one, it'll be on their top of their character sheet, or 145. Okay, going over here. Paladin. Thaddeus, Augustine, Lux, Cassius, Hadrian, Lucia, Octavia, Regulus, Valeria, Sanguilinus, and Titanius. Hmm. Wow, you only get six... Are they seriously telling you you have to pick one of these names? All right, so the race... The, <laughs> yeah, they uh, by the rules, yes, you are re- you are restricted to those names. What I know hell? a lot of games... I know a lot... Of, that's because it's kind of a holdover from Apocalypse World, because one of the conceits of Apocalypse World was that things are so scarce, even names were in short supply. <laughs> Good God. Um, <laughs> I know some people house rule that you don't have to take names from the, uh, from the uh, list. I like using names in the list, A, because it keeps people from making stupid names. <laughs> uh, you all know who you are. Dogface McGee. Yeah, exactly. Having being a guy who has played stupid names. All right, fine. I'm going to name my paladin Cassandra. If you are really offended by the idea of having to choose a pre-listed name, I'm not going to make you stay with it, but... (laughs) I'm going to have a male paladin named Cassandra. That's all there is to it. No, I won't. I'll be... It's not even a list. Name on the name. Name on the list, so... (laughs) Actually, I was joking, but... I'm not sure whether they intend the name Florian to be male or female, and I think it's kind of cool, so I am going to pick that one, and if it turns out that he gets made fun of, he'll just kick their ass, because he's a paladin. A paladin named Sue. That's right. In a alternate history book I was reading, there was a character named Florian who was a woman masquerading as a man, so hmm. that works perfectly. Well, there you go. Uh, okay, so did you choose both names? A paladin pretending to be a woman pretending to be a paladin. Victor Victor Yes, because woman is a character class, jackass. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with Zeno. All right, after that, you've got your look. Uh, Those ones you do have to stick with. This describes your physical appearance. You have a list of choices to make there. Uh, Choose one for each. There's there's a section, choose for uh, eyes. For you, uh, usually it's eyes, hair... Uh, for the paladins, choice of eyes, choice of hair, choice of holy symbol, and choice of body. Okay. And there's some options there. Choose one for each. Wizards got similar things for robes and stuff. Oh, man, blind geek. I'm torn here. Wild hair or pointed hat? You know, I always said if I played a wizard again, he was going to be an old guy in a blue robe with stars on it, a pointy hat, and a staff named, like, Marvello or something, because you don't see that anymore. They're all guys in, like, leather jackets with lots of pockets. <laughs> like a wand in each hand. like, no! Old man, pointy, long beard, blue blue robe covered in stars, pointy hat covered in stars. Maybe a staff and a silver wand with a star on the end. Maybe a pet owl. 
And he so advocates fruit pies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite comment I read somewhere after Hostess One Thunder. It's like, oh my god, how are they going to defeat all the Marvel villains anymore? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So what do you think, Blind Geek? Wild hair or plain hat? Yeah, well, you only get three choices. I'm not big on this limiting choices of things like name and look. I like it, but I know people don't. Well, you only get three choices for hair. What the hell? One of them is a cap. It helps you. It limits. Same reason like in Octane, they only told you to describe three aspects of your physical look. Yeah, but you could have any three aspects you wanted. This, it's like, okay, you're... I don't know. Just well, then what you do is once we start, you go, you know what? I'm going to go get a goddamn haircut. <laughs> okay, let's see. The idea, I'm assuming, is to keep things, keep your characters properly iconic. But, like, this is for male and female. You've got fancy hair, wild hair, or cap. Are you looking at the right list there? I think so. I sent you the names there for the... For you, I've got helmet, styled hair, or bald. Oh, did it? Wait a minute. What the hell? I'm looking at the character sheet, and it's, uh, it has names for elf and human. Yep, that's not paladin. No, but there's nothing for paladins on here. Then it has... Oh, I guess these are... For look, it doesn't have race discrimination. It just has knowing eyes, fiery eyes, or joyous eyes, fancy hair, wild hair, or stylish cap. Finery, trap, fling, clothes. Oh, you're looking at you're looking at the bard list. That's your problem. What the hell? It doesn't say. Uh, that's you know what? That's because. All right, that's because yeah the uh, yeah you're having problems with the character sheets because of the screen readers. That's because the class lists the name of the class is listed at the bottom in a graphic. Mm. I was afraid of that. Tell you what, you got the uh, core book there. Yeah, Hang on, let me close this because it's obviously gonna be no fucking use to me whatsoever. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. We'll get through this together as a team. <laughs> Sorry, my technology or lack thereof is causing problems. Um, your training, have faith in your God and your country, and you will make it out alive. Well, there you go. Isn't that special? It is. What if you're an atheist? Oh, you got country. I guess you can fall back on. I was talking to you. I may be an atheist. Oh, okay. No, we had that discussion. That ship's pretty much we did actually sailed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what I am, but atheist is not really it. Okay, I have the main book up Go to here. page 121. Feel free to keep the name Florian. I'm not going to fight you on it. And I like the idea of the fancy name. I'm like, I, well, let me I see. Florian me... the Mighty! <laughs> let me see what the names are that are here. Page 121 ought to start with Hella Waits, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, Hella Waits, which is how you work out. You work out with, like, These Hella are some Hella Waits. Good Lord. <laughs> That's what I should name. Hella is my name. <laughs> I'm waiting. Um, <laughs> seriously? I'm looking at the names? Fuck it, I'm keeping... <laughs> These names are pansy. Ass. I want... they're, all, they're all Roman names. Good God, I don't care. Romans need to get... And how many Romans you see around today? That's right, I no. know. Huh? Roman all over the place. Roman. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Thaddeus. I'm a pilot. Height of human civilization for a thousand years, you think they... You think they'd garner some respect, but no. Get all entitled, you know? All right. Yeah, so I'm yeah, for you. Okay, let's see. Your look there should be uh, kind eyes, fire eyes, glowing eyes. I see, yep. 
helmet-styled hair or bald. Okay, I still get to have fiery eyes, so I'll keep that. Okay. Fiery eyes, styled hair. Worn holy symbol or fancy holy symbol. Worn holy symbol. Does that mean it's like looks shabby, or does that mean it's something I wear? That's up to you to decide. Cool. <laughs> it's something I wear. I'd like to say it's worn because you've used to bash so many evil creatures over the head with over your career. No, what it is, it, it's a ring I wear, and it's like the Phantom Skull ring where he's... Ah! Oh, okay, that's awesome. There that's you go. Awesome. <laughs> you were already building, already world building with just a couple questions. <laughs> holy symbol. <laughs> Fit body, bulky body, or thin body? Because I don't care that the Mythbusters proved it couldn't happen, I still think the idea of him punching someone in the face and causing an imprint of the skull on his skull ring to leave a mark on them is just fucking awesome. I always well, assumed that was magic. It, well, according to Mythbusters, it would have to be. Well, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine that's with me, too. remarkably okay with that. <laughs> also, this is not supposed to be, like, a realistic military simulation or anything. That's you know? true. I just dig on the fact that Mythbusters actually tried it. That's why I brought like, that. Yes, I think that's great. Ten years old. I know for a while that if you punch someone with a skull ring, even if it leaves a mark, it'll fade. Unless <laughs> he's got some tattoo needles up in there. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but you're absolutely right. That's what it does. It tattoos the bad guys in like a millisecond. Yeah. That's why, that's why he, so bad. When, when he hits them, you hear this quick sizzling sound. Yeah. Uh, fit body, bulky body, or thin body? Fit body. All right. You got your look chosen there, Alfred? Alfred? Alfred. <laughs> that reminds me, are you okay you know, with your name being podcasted? Alfred. Because otherwise I have to do some judicious editing. You know what? My mother called me Alfred once. Once! <laughs> My thought is he puts on Porcelain Llama, he's got J- GM as Al, so I'm figuring it's not a Oh, thing. I hadn't, I... Okay. Yeah. Entirely cool, cool man. Okay. <laughs> You can call me Al. I I would just like to. I didn't say it this time. I've said it yes. before. Never Once. Heard it before. Okay, so yeah, I'm totally going with sharp eyes, pointed hat, and strange robes, along with probably thin body. What makes your robe so strange? I'm working on that, but if we're going iconic here, I think crazy Kabbalistic designs and stuff. They seem as though they might be different each time you look at them, as though they've slyly changed shape and position when you look away. Dig it. No problem. All right. Cool. So, stats now. Standard D&D stats. Your strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. You get to spread amongst those these six numbers. A 16, a 15 a 13, a 12, a 9, and an 8. Right. For wizards, intelligence is going to be your big thing you're going to want to worry about. For paladins, strength, charisma are going to be the two big ones for you. Constitution is going to determine your hit points. I got my stats. Spread out. I go at him. Okay. Working. Okay. Let me know when you got it, because then I got stat modifier. Stats. Oh. Ah. They saved every one of us. Okay, actually, Bambi and I were talking about this not too long ago. Was it Queen who did the music for that? Yeah. Okay. 
I'm sorry, I, know, I didn't mean to sound incredulous when you said that. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I ain't seen the movie, I think, since it came out. Really? Yeah, I, I really don't think I've seen it since then, except for maybe parts on TV. It was on Netflix last year. I don't know if it still is. And I think Bambi's never seen that. I was doing like the whole Flash thing with stuff, and she's like, what's that from? And I was like, wickedy what? (laughs) Flash Gordon is so... It's not... I'm not going to lie and say it's a good movie, but I told her all all I really remembered was the sexy princess and Brian Blessed as a hawk man. I think it's a good movie if you're going with the right spirit. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's camp, and it is. Yeah. But it's unabashedly can't. I don't yeah. think they... Oh, same reason I like 60s Batman. Yeah, I mean... Someone, pointed out, someone pointed out to me, we've all seen Dark Knight Rises, right? Yeah. Yes. So, uh, I can't remember who it was, some British oh, guy. Was I don't think he liked it very much, boys and girls. Talking about how uh, in the 60s Batman, you got the whole thing where there's some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yes. <laughs> That's also the ending to Dark Knight Rises. It is kind of, you're right. It's you can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> That's kind and of my funny. My mind exploded when that was pointed out to me. <laughs> well, some days you can't get rid of a mind. My only complaint about Dark Knight Rises, why the hell do they feel the need to have Bane do a constant Sean Connery impersonation? Well, you see, I was born into darkness. I was the posh voice. <laughs> it's a... Uh, <laughs> I sound like a senior citizen and daddy's upset over the size of his orange <laughs> juice. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> I like Dark Knight Rises. Oh man, my uh, only problems with it were the um, the weak plots, multiple elements put together, bad pacing, bad timing, bad direction, um, weak cinematography. I mean, you it's know. not going to be as good as The Dark Knight. There was no way. It was yeah, I know. Be. I think my expectations were just set too high by that. Yeah, I, and, and then. I think if I had seen that first, I would have just really enjoyed it. I would have been like, that's a cool Batman movie. But really, then having I, I, seen the others... Hmm. I really enjoyed it, keeping in mind that that Batman is an Elseworlds. It's not my comic book Batman, but it's not supposed mm-hmm. to be. Anyway, do we got stats spread out? You can't be a paladin with crappy constitution. That doesn't Stop. work. Yeah, paladins don't have <laughs> much of dump stats. Don't have much what? In the way of dump stats. Well, yeah. Intelligence is probably your best bet. Maybe dexterity. Well, I know, because I need to be able to hit dexterity. things. Uh, you're going to use your strength mostly to hit things. Your dexterity you're going to use to avoid danger. Yeah. I thought dexterity is not a great dump stat, but yeah, charisma, strength are your big ones. Constitution is going to be important. <laughs> Wisdom could become important. Oh, well, shit. Not going to start important, but... Well, right now it's my lowest stat. Right now I've got strength, 16, intelligence, 9, wisdom, 8, dexterity, 12, constitution, 13, and charisma, 15. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Read those off to me one more time here, and I'm going to give you the uh, modifiers for these. So write these next to them. Strength, 16. Okay, so that's a plus 2. Intelligence, 9. Uh, It's a 0. Wisdom is 8. Uh, It's a negative 1. Dexterity is 12. That's a zero. Constitution's 13. The plus one. And charisma 15. Charisma is 15. Uh, it's plus one. Now, whenever you roll your 2d6, more often than not, we're going to figure out what's appropriate to it, and you're going to add that modifier. So, for instance, if you're, 
your uh, strength is plus two there. So if you've got to run, make a uh, defy danger roll with your strength, because like say you're trying to uh, hold up a uh, crossbeam as a roof is collapsing on your friends, you'll roll two d six. You'll add the plus two. Ten or higher is a full success. Seven to nine is a partial success. Less than six, seven, bad shit happens. Oh, but when you fail a roll, you get experience points. So that's oh, cool. They took a leaf from the Zill book. Perhaps. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. Yes. Uh, Al, do you need the modifiers, <laughs> yes. or, do you, or do you got them, or can you, or do you have the uh, table there? I got the modifiers. I might oh. even have copied them correctly. Good. What's your stats? What spread did you give? Two right. My stats are strength eight, dex nine, okay, con twelve, ah, intelligence sixteen, wisdom fifteen, and charisma thirteen. All right. Cool. I picture him as a very intense individual, but, you know, he's spent a lot of time poring over books of cosmic lore, not running laps. Right. Classic wizard. All right, so next we got your hit points and your damage die. For our paladin friend, your hit points are going to be 10 plus your constitution score, your actual full constitution. Oh, nice. No rolling or anything. Looks like mine are four plus constitution, if I'm reading that right. Yes, you're, again, your full constitution score. Sweet. Um, your hit points are not going to go up with every level. However, every level you get to add one to one of your stats. If your constitution goes up, then your HP will go up as well. But for the most part, your HP is not going to change much from what it is right now. Okay. 23. 23. Hail Um Paladin, your base damage dice is going to be a D10. Whenever you hit someone in combat, barring any special effects or special weapon effects, you're going to roll a d10 for damage. Whether you're using a sword, your fists, stun the ducks, anything like that. Oh, so basically using a sword is just color. Well, because when they're flapping around, you get negatives to hit. Oh, good point. What's that? I said, so basically using a sword or weapon is just more color than anything else. For the most part, although some weapons will give you like a plus one or a plus two to damage just for the basis of that. They're a big pointy piece of steel. Because um, it's basically how you, you... It's your knowledge of how to hurt people with a weapon more than what weapon you're using. Arnold Schwarzenegger's just as deadly with a dagger or a chair as he is with a sword. I'm the sheriff. <laughs> Zeno, your damage is going to be D4. Awesome. Alright, so moving right along... Dooby doom, dooby doom. Put loose and fancy free, that is correct. <laughs> we go to starting. That your character has because of their class. So, Mr. Pat, for let's go to the wizard here. Ones you start with are your spellbook. You have mastered several spells. Describe them in your spellbook. You start out with three first level spells in your spellbook, as well as cantrip. Whenever you gain a level, you add a new spell of your level or lawyer to your spellbook. You'll notice that your spellbook goes level 1 spells, level 3 spells, level 5 spells. That's because instead of having, I'm a level 5 wizard, I get level 3 spells. It's like, no, you're a level 3 wizard. You get level 3 spells. There's just no level 2 spells. Cool. You also get to choose from the cleric spell list one of those clerical spells that you can cast as a wizard spell. That will count as the three spells that you know, though. So keep that in mind. Roger that. You also get to prepare spells. Basically, when you spend an uninterrupted time, about an hour or so in quiet contemplation, you'll remove any spells you have prepared, and you can get to prepare new spells equal to your total levels plus one. 
Cantrips do not count against that limit. I've always liked cantrips. Yep. They're great with uh, blue cheese dressing. Oh, yeah. are you kidding? That's oh, my God. Uh, go straight to, to your hips. To die for. To die for. <laughs> when you cast a spell, then, what you'll do is when you release a spell you've prepared, you'll roll your pl- mm-hmm. roll plus intelligence. On a 10+, plus, you've successfully cast it. You don't forget it. Everything's hunky-dory. You can cast again later. On a 7 and 9, you got some choices to make, up to including the spell, forgetting the spell, drawing un- unwanted attention to yourself, or taking a negative one ongoing to cast any spells until you rest again. Okay. Gotcha. You got spell defense there, which you can dissipate an ongoing spell and use that energy to reduce damage done to you from an incoming spell. And then ritual is cool. When you're in a place of power, you can draw upon that power to create a magical effect. You basically tell me what you want to do. Ah, okay. I will tell you what you need to do to do it. And it comes from that list there. So, for example, I can send the infant to a place where evil can never harm her. Yes, you could, Willow. Okay. Um, it might not be easy to do, but it will be possible. And you've got to, again, be in a place of power, which, depending how easy those are to come by, depends on what you all do. Uh, you do have an option available as you level up where you can make your own place of power. So, yeah, you can go look over the wizard ones there. Mr. Paladin... Your starting moves is you can lay on hands. These are on page 122 for you. Basically, when you touch someone skin to skin and pray for the well-being, you roll your charisma. On a full hit, you'll heal their damage or remove a disease. On a partial hit, they're healed, but you've absorbed their damage or disease. Oh, neat. You are armored. Armored means you get to ignore the clumsy tag on armor you wear. Heavy armor often has the tag clumsy, which means it's hard for you to move. You get some negatives when you're moving around it, but not you because you're used to hanging around it. 50 pounds of steel. <laughs> Sweet. You've also got I am the law. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. When you give Sweet. an NPC an order based on your divine authority, roll plus your charisma, on a uh, seven or more, they'll either do what you say, back away cautiously, then flee, or attack you. You get to choose. On a ten or more, you get one of those options, plus you also get a plus one against them on a miss you're going to be at a disadvantage to them. So basically, yes, you get to bark out orders based on your divine authority. You also have a quest. When you dedicate yourself to a mission through prayer and ritual cleansing, you get to state what you're about to do. Either slay blank, a great blight on the land, defend blank from the iniquities that beset them, or to discover the truth of blank. Whatever quest you're on there. Basically, when you commit yourself to a quest... You get to choose up to two boons, such as an unwavering sense of direction to blank, an invulnerability to blank, i.e. edged weapons or fire or enchantment, nice. a mark of divine authority that we will define, senses that pierce lies, oh, awesome. a voice that transcends language, or a freedom from hunger, thirst, and sleep. And then I will tell you, as a GM, what vow or vows are required to maintain your blessing. Honor, temperance, piety, valor, truth, or hospitality. So yes, okay. uh, quest is powerful. Yeah, there's a lot there. Cool. But you get to choose what you're questing for, and then you get to choose your boons. Again, your quests will help develop the world. And help me as a lazy GM decide what to do, what to send at you. <laughs> I like That's one of the reasons I like the look of this game, because I am... I am totally a lazy GM, so it's oh, fun the to... questions that 
are all sprung up and they ask around the player creations. Just build so much. I'll have you a chance to look over the spells and choose what three you want to know. I done choosed the wizardly type spells, and I'm looking now for the cleric spells. You don't happen to know off the top of your head where the is, does you? 98. The roads there are like your cantrips, and then the level 1 spells are right there on page 99. And if I read that right, I get to choose one yes. level 1 cleric spell. Pretty much, yep. Cure Light Wounds is always popular, but don't feel mm-hmm. that, that. Let's see, of course, as my wizard spells, I have Detect Magic, uh-huh. Magic Missile, always and good. Telepathy. I really like Speak with the Dead because of the really creepy vibe that that gives. Right. You know, like you being... cast, when you cast these spells, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions about how they look and act. Awesome. Because I always like the idea of wizards getting their... Like, I always felt like Gandalf, for example, got his power because of almost negotiations. Like, he was a representative to or from various cosmic powers, you know? Well, that, like yeah, he that's had, pretty much exactly what he was, yes. He had authorities, you know, and I, that really was how it came through. I, I like that idea. You could certainly be that wizard. And when I'm going about... to ask you how you learned to be a wizard. Yep. And that's exactly what I'm thinking. We're like, a lot of it has to do with negotiation and, um, you know, being a representative of the earthly plane to various cosmic powers, having authority by virtue of previous acts, that kind of thing. Nice. Listen so, here, thermodynamics. Yes. You and I had an agreement. <laughs> now you're going to make this fireball for me. <laughs> Electrogravity, I'll get to you in a moment. I really like how in this you play the paladin, the yes. wizard. Yeah, that's a cool holdover from uh, Apocalypse World 2, where, yeah, there's other people that can do things kind of like you do, but not like you do. That was one of my early problems as I started branching into it. always felt like, in other games, characters were only one iteration of a sect. Yeah, you and, know, and not exactly like, opposite that. And I really like that. Oh, uh, we need to find a fighter. It's like, no, I am the fighter. Oh, sure, yes. there are warriors, but they're not like me. And yet they're all like you because you have the same name as everybody else on the goddamn planet. Nope. Now, now. Because you're the only fighter. Everyone else has names like Chad and Steve. Steve the fighter. Steve the fighter. (laughs) All right. Next we've got alignment to choose. Another way to gain experience points. At the end of the uh, session, one of the questions I'll ask is, well, did you play up to your alignment by following... It's precepts, and if you say, why, yes, I did, well, then you get an experience point. So you got some choice here for uh, Paladin. It's lawful or good, your alignments. Lawful, you'll get experience when you deny mercy to a criminal or unbeliever. For good, Mm. you'll get experience when you endanger yourself to protect someone weaker than you. Hmm. And it's or? Yes, either or. Lawful. All right. Ah, badass. Judge Dredd Paladin. That's right. I am the law. You stole a pie off a windowsill? Make peace with your gods. <laughs> oh, hell. Let's see, what uh, are my choices here? Yeah, good, neutral, or evil? I think magpie would be lawful. 
Magpie is lawful. <laughs> Got about Magpie. I, I can't How forget could about you? Yeah, I exactly. Uh, Who dies first? God, Good. we you, need, to, you, yeah, we need to go back and play some more of that. I play Magpie and I play Magpie on a heartbeat. Ah, here we go. Get some Wushu okay. written up. Or I could gladly convert him to any pulp system you'd like. I do kind of like Wushu. Yeah. Do you like Wushu? I'm not lying. I'm not saying I don't like Wushu. And you guys do have some cool characters, and I don't have my standby for just the two of us yet. Okay, I'm going with neutral. Alignment. Good if you use magic directly to aid another. Neutral, discover something about magical mystery. Evil, there's use magic about terror and fear. Yeah, I know there's a two. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so what alignment are you choosing? I'm going with neutral because I really like the drive to uncover mystery and delve into secrets which lesser men should not know. Great motivation for adventures, and plus it plays into your whole liaison with cosmic forces. Yes. Alright, so next we have gear. Gear! All right, Paladin, your load is 12 plus your strength modifier. So I think it's 14 for you. Yep. Basically, everything you carry, a lot of it will have a listing in weight. If you go over your load, then you can get negatives as you're overloaded. You start with dungeon rations, which are five uses. This is all on page 124 for you. Five uses, one weight. You've got scale armor, which gives you two armor rating. Means anytime you get hit. You'll subtract two armor. And that's got a three weight. And you've also got some mark of faith. Describe it. No weight. At some point, we should consider what kind of god you're following. Mark of faith. you got that ring. I've got the ring, and I've got a jagged scar that starts from the crown of my head and goes down the entire left side of my face. Wait, um, no, 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 hold on. Not the entire left side of my face. That's not what I mean. It's not like my entire... It's like a line that goes down down the side of my face, but it's not like covering the entire side of my face. You get to choose your weapon. You got two options here. You can either take one of them or both of them. Again, weight considerations. But there's the halberd, which is a reach weapon. Does plus oh, one I damage. halberds. Does plus one damage. It's two-handed, and it's got a two-weight on it. You could also choose the longsword and shield combination, which a uh, longsword is a close weapon. Uh, means you got to be within about arm's length, three feet of someone. It's plus one damage and one weight, and a shield, which adds another one to your armor, and two weight. Don't worry too much about weight considerations. I'm not going to probably worry about it unless it gets to be a big issue. Um, I'm going to carry this six-foot silver statue in my backpack. Is that okay? Well, <laughs> let's see what that weight would be. <laughs> I'll take the Howard. So you can take uh, either or both of them. Um. Nope, I'll take the halberd. Okay, go to the halberd. All right. So your total armor is going to be two, and then you've got the halberd. It's a reach weapon, one damage, and it's two-handed. Now, the way those tags work, like close and reach, the uh, way weapons work in general is that, again, it's fiction comes first. So you've got your halberd there. It's a reach weapon. And you're fighting a goblin with a dagger, so you're going to be able to keep that goblin away at pretty good distance until eventually if he gets into your guard and then now suddenly 
all up in your face, and your halberd's not really effective, you're going to have to do something about that. Right. But then that's your choice to make. That's when my badass fists of fury come into play. Right. A headbutt or a groin kick is always good. <laughs> a groin <laughs> kick seems rather unsportsmanlike for a... That's just a goblin. Paladin? You know, that's what my father told me on my wedding night. <laughs> well, what, that a groin kick was rather unsportsmanlike? No, a headbutt or a groin kick is always good. And I'm like, Dad, I think we might have very different conceptions about how this night's supposed to go. He He's Klingon, you see. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting about that with the walnut butt on his forehead and everything. <laughs> I think it'd be obvious. Yeah. Okay, so you well, you're get... too close to it to be objective, you see. Yeah. You grew up yeah. with a guy. Okay, you also get one of these options then, too. You can either choose adventuring gear, and adventuring gear is basically uh, your backpack full of gear. It's whatever random bits and bobs an adventurer would have. Rope, 10-foot poles, pythons, hammers chalk, that kind of thing. But you got five, let's say, uses on that, so you're like, oh, we need rope. I just happen to have rope right here in my backpack. And you mark off one of the uses, and now you've got rope, and you can do that four more times at that point. Hmm. Understand? Yes, I'm just wondering how liberal can we go with this? On the character, if you're like, well, why would your paladin have I, I don't know, say, um... A flux capacitor. Yeah, why would your paladin have to that? <laughs> doesn't seem likely. I mean, like, it's likely that, like, a thief would probably have a crowbar or something like that. Paladin might have holy water or something like that. But it's going to be your basic boring stuff that you usually buy in TNT. So it's your ropes and it's your adventuring gear type of stuff. If it's something that there's a question on, then we'll ask some questions and figure out how likely it would be that you would have that. You'd have to justify it. Oh, okay. So you can either choose that, the adventuring gear, or there's more dungeon rations, plus a healing potion. No, I'll take the adventure gear. Alright, that's your gear options. Yeah, got... look in here. I see, I've got my basic gear. you got your load, is 7 plus your strength modifier, you start with your spell book, dungeon rations, and then you get to choose your defenses, either leather armor, or a bag of books, and healing potion. Ah, okay, I misread that. Alright. Um... Oh no, sorry, no, you can choose those both. I'm mistaken. It'll say choose one otherwise, so... Okay, gotcha. Uh, the, way the, bag, the way the bag of book works, kind of like the adventure mm-hmm. here, there's five uses, and each of those uses gives you a plus one on a spout lore on a specific subject. So I'm like, huh, this is a strange orcish idol. Well, I just so happen to have a book of orcish religious theory. Ah, okay, so nice. That, and I've got a plus one to your spout lore. Okay. I really, really like that. And I also like the idea of this guy wearing leather armor, some suit that's maybe ill-fitting and stuff, but he knows you go out there into the world, you need some armor on. Yeah, you're just a thin little bookish mage. Yes, and um, it's cured leather, it's a little bit too big for him, it's this very that old over, style. Uh, over or under the shifting Kabbalistic robes. <laughs> that's a tough choice I'd have to say under but it's clearly visible and it's obvious that it's sticking out at the sleeves and all that yeah it's kind of ill-fitting and it's outdated gotcha you also get to choose your weapons dagger and staff one or both absolutely going with the staff keep in mind your weight there because you do not have much in the way of load no not really I think you've got six don't you total seven plus strength strength modifier strength modifier is Oh, that's right. So, yeah, six total. So, let's see. We got uh, the staff is one. Oh, man. Leather armor and bag of books. 
Okay, that's two weight. <laughs> well, I misread that for a sec. So, uh, one weight from the armor, two weight from the books, that's three. With the staff, that is four. And then I can choose either a healing potion or three antitoxins. And I'm going to go with the three antitoxins. Alrighty. Be prepared. That's the hard part. The next part's the fun bit, the bonds. Yes. The James Bonds. And the bonds are really where the game starts to sing and the world starts to fill out. It was especially cool when I had six players and everyone's filling out their bonds with each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They had a year's worth of backstory in, like, 15 minutes. Nice. And I wish it was more than a one-shot for them because I could have gone off an entire campaign just on what they filled with their bonds. Now, unfortunately, we only got two players here, so we're not going to be able to fill out all these bonds. <laughs> Why can't or, I feel Or likely these some of these bonds are going to be filled with NPCs. Well, what I see, at least under my options, is it's fill in the name of one of your companions in at least one. Yeah, and at least So one satisfies the requirement. Yeah, it's just, it's so much more fun when you got a whole party's worth of people. Oh, I'll bet. But I'm liking what I got here. Bonds are the other way to gather experience points, because at the end of a session, uh-huh. if you have resolved a bond, mm-hmm. then you get to erase that, write a new bond, and you get experience points. Ah, okay. That's right. I remember that. And it's a bonus kind of thing that would naturally come about through role-playing, as opposed to something that really you should try to pursue. I copy and paste the bonds there to you in the Skype window. Oh, let me check that. Bonds are... And we're off, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) To illustrate why on the gutter Skypes we are no longer using Skype. Right here. Oh, really? What you guys using these days? Uh, Mumble. Ah, nice. I could fill you in because I got the book, but I figure we'll let him do it because he knows it better. And uh, he has a kind of contagious enthusiasm. For the bonds and stuff. Yes, I'm looking at this right here. Fill in the name of one of your companions. Oh, and at least one of these sentences here. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I I am tempted to go with number three. What is it? Uh, it is. I respect the beliefs of blank, <laughs> but. But hope they will someday see the true way. Ah, oh, nice. That would totally work, actually. Yeah. I, like I am it. praying for, for you, it. brother. Because mine is, Fiona will play an important role in the coming events. I have foreseen it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I think I'm going with number, yeah, because the other one's just... Zeno is a brave soul. I have much to learn from him. No, boring. I really like the other one. I think that's great. Zeno has stood by me in battle and can be trusted completely. Mm. That's good, but a little on the safe side. Okay. I, I like the dynamic that that would create. You go for it. Yeah. And then Zeno's misguided behavior endangers his very soul. <laughs> that might be a little too much. Yeah. I think but the best one is, I respect his beliefs, but... <laughs> Someday, I hope you will see the true way. Just got that self-righteous, smug superiority. I think we may have lost Josh. 
I don't know. I keep seeing him come back and then go away <laughs> and then... Then he's having a battle with the internet. As have we all, my friend. As have we all. <laughs> and that's where we ended things. Oddly enough, that's where I stopped the recording. I didn't realize I had stopped the recording at such an ominous spot. <laughs> but that's really cool. So that's where the session ends. Uh, we never did get him back, and we just ended up finishing character creation at the beginning of our first Dungeon World session, which will probably be the next uh, Monkeys Took My Jetpack. Which, by the way, just in case you care, these are going completely out of chronological order, um, in that we have a Dresden Files campaign going on, which I'll be posting also shortly, but because Dungeon World is new and glossy and shiny, uh, I thought we'd put it up first. Not that Dresden isn't glossy and shiny, but it's not new anymore. So I figured we'd be topical for a change. But don't worry, because Dresden will be coming very soon. If all goes as planned, and of course we all know how that goes, considering I was supposed to be posting things since December. But I'm hopeful that I've finally found a way to do this, which will balance everything that I'm trying to do in life, including this podcast. That's my hope. Now, I won't know until I give this more time and trial, but that is the plan. And to those who have stuck by us through all these horribly annoying delays, thank you. I'm not even sure. <laughs> I don't even know if we have any listeners left. But if we do, I appreciate all of you. And if we end up getting new listeners, then I appreciate you as well. So, there you go. Listen and be appreciated. So that's going to do it for Monkeys Took My Jetpack number 36. I hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, this is Blind Geek reminding you that your imagination is just like a jetpack. You gotta keep your fire... Wow, it's been so long. You gotta keep it fired up, and always let it soar.